0: yo yo welcome to starbucks in the morning i'm your host anthony Donardo. with me we have jim rosati how you doing today jim uh better than you apparently you forgot to change
1: the banner on the top here to starbucks instead of an s9 post game show
0: what are you talking about that never happened there you go there we go happy monday happy monday happy monday to you pirates lose three out of four against the cubs um nine so out of ten odd. nine out of ten on the season to the Cubs yes yes they cannot defeat the Cubs well technically they can they they did <laughs> once they did they did yes. once yeah right but uh yeah yeah wasn't the greatest post excuse me post game show last night um obviously because the team is terrible but we'll move past that. Let's talk about some new things Uh, we're going to talk about. So some updates to O'Neill Cruz. Uh, We'll talk about the upcoming Royals series, which, again, if we're talking about the lack of production, the lack of a good series, the Cubs, you have the Royals and the Cardinals come up this week. So maybe there's some positive there. And obviously, we'll talk about some prospects. Sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. All right. So to kick off this plan, let's talk about O'Neill Cruz. Uh, not some favorable news.
1: No. So, um, you know, we find out this past week that rehab has uh, has hit a little snag. Um, he's now no longer really going through uh, any sort of running exercises. So it's looking more and more now. You know, you're starting to kind of do the math and you're looking at the calendar and you're running out of days left for O'Neill Cruz right. to, uh, you know, finish his rehab, go on a rehab assignment, and then play in the majors. Uh, we're 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 at about five weeks left in the season. The original timetable on O'Neill Cruz's injury was was you know, four months. Was kind of the the timetable we got. We are uh, we are past that four month mark, and he's not even rehabbing right now
0: right not a great sign no but like you point out yesterday on the post game he's not technically done for the season just the regular season most likely so there's yeah, still ben, hope
1: ben Sherrington i like that line yesterday ben Sherrington drops the uh you know when you're looking at the calendar you start thinking yet he, he he probably can't play in uh, regular season games. I'm like, what are the games? Are there, Ben? Like, <laughs> right. This team doesn't have any games after the regular season. No, I, I mean, maybe he's the one thing that Cruz has going for him is you know if he's able to make a full recovery by, you know, mid October at least. Hopefully, you know, he, the, the Dominican Winter League. Uh, you know, he's he's a member of one of the teams down there, so that could be a very important off season for him because I mean let's face it I think a lot of people we've gone so long now without O'Neill Cruz that I think some people almost forget about how important he is to the future of this team. Like this team needs O'Neill Cruz to be very good. And and yeah. like I'm not saying like we don't need O'Neal Cruz just be like a good baseball player. Like O'Neill Cruz needs to be a very good baseball player. Um, and we missed out on a whole year of them. So yeah, that sucks. Right. So, so he's got to get as many at bats as possible this off season. Um, and luckily there's some pretty decent talent in the, the Dominican winter leagues. he will face a lot of breaking balls and things like that. Pitching isn't typically as good as the hitting there. Uh, but he will face like his, his fair share of junk. Uh, but yeah, he's, uh, the pirates need to figure out a way to get him as many bats as possible. Once he makes a recovery.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, what's funny is when you are saying that statement right now about how important it's for him to be good. I recall in my past saying. It's not like an end all be all. Oh, no cruise. Like, let's face it. You know, like you need other players that step up for him. Like if he doesn't hit and this is back when he's a prospect, like you can still be okay. The way this rebuild's shaping up, I think it's very important that he's a good player. You're you're absolutely correct. I mean, there's not a talent like him on this team right now at all. There's not much coming up in that sense as well. Um, and we've seen what the middle infield looks like. Hopefully Paguero pans out and he's looking he's looking like that's the there's potential that could happen, right? Like he could be a second baseman, maybe a shortstop at the I don't know. I mean, we've seen guys plug in every single time that, you know, someone gets demoted or whatnot or injured or whatever have you, and it just seems like no, one, no one's going to stick. It's the biggest problem. There's been a lot of middle infielders acquired through this rebuild, but none that look as if they can be a good, competent middle infielder um, outside of potentially Pegaro at this point in time. So, yeah, I think it's very important that Ono Cruz is is a good baseball player. So uh, it's disappointing, like you said. Like, the one thing is, obviously, there wasn't going to be any playoff implications for this team. Uh, it wasn't as if, Ono oh, Cruz could be back in time for the playoffs. You might have maybe thought about that a little bit in April. Maybe there's that potential. But I think the reality was, let's get him back in here because he is lost, right? He came up halfway through the season last year. You saw the potential, especially August 30th or whatever that day was. You know, we started leading off uh, to the rest of the year how, like, good he became. You saw the off season uh, spring training comes up and you saw like his adjustments and you're getting excited about Ono Cruz. You, you lose him because of injury. So it's important to him to come back to finish out the season. So that way you can head into next season, somewhat aware of what he has, you know, the progression and now you don't have that. So it's unfortunate that you're not going to see him probably for the most part um, at all this year. Yeah. I mean, at
1: this point I think I would be surprised if we see him in the majors. Um, but yeah, and kind of, kind of back to your point, right? Like this, this, the way this rebuild is shaping up. They, they need him to be like an MVP conversations. Like, because if you want to have, if the, if the pirates want to be a good baseball team, they need, they need an, they need a, they need an Andrew McCutcheon, right? Like they need like a, a today's version of prime Andrew McCutcheon. They need somebody who's going to be out there, and he's going to be in MVP conversations for a few years. And there's no one on this team that you can really even fathom being in in a conversation like that right now, except O'Neal Cruz. Um, again, I kind of go back to you almost kind of forget how 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 important he is and how electric he is just because we've gone so long without him. I mean, O'Neal Cruz when he when he graduated from prospect lists. Fangrafts had him as the number two prospect in baseball. So like we're not talking about a guy who, you know, was was somewhat heralded. Like O'Neill Cruz was a potential superstar, you know, when when he broke into this league. And I just want people to kind of remember that. Because he's uh, he, he's so important to this to this rebuild. And the fact that we went this whole year without seeing him is just it's a shame. You know more than anything, uh, and you just really, really hope that it doesn't impact his development that much, because you're looking at a guy—he's about to turn 25 years old. Like he's not even that young anymore, and we've only seen him for 98 games in the major leagues. You know, and we're gonna have a 25-year-old O'Neill Cruz next year. So, you hope that just like whatever progressions that he would would have or could have made this season. That he just somehow is able to expedite all that process this winter, you know, in the in the Dominican winter leagues.
0: Yeah, And actually going back to talking about him coming back, uh um, I think that's a lot, part of it too. You know, not even so much the progression development, but just seeing how healthy he is. I think that was gonna be important. Now we, we don't know. Like that's what kind of I don't want to say sucks. Obviously, they'll probably have a good idea. It just sucks for us personally, not truly knowing. Like we have no idea this whole entire offseason. How healthy he is how mobile he is how like what his agility is like I'm sure he's probably not going to lose speed or whatever but can he go side to side can he really play shortstop still Um, we we don't know at least we could have probably saw some of that heading into the offseason say okay well he's still playing adequate you know he's coming off an injury but he can still probably play we have no idea at this point in time going into yeah. next year so, so that. but i guess okay <clears throat> he'll
1: he'll play like he'll play in 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 the winter and so you'll get to see him but it, it it's again it's not it's not major league level competition so it's going to be tough to know exactly but like you really kind of need o'neill cruz to basically dominate <laughs> you know down yeah. down there this winter so that that's and if he doesn't then you're like eh,
0: what's what do we have here now that, that's Kind of the the build at. in excuses I feel like we have for everything. Yeah, this person's not, but I feel like that's how we talk about every single person on this team. Every single player, Brian got Hayes, a, right now. Every single player's got a butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, honestly, here's the thing too. Like you talked about, people not like forgetting how good he was. Like he was the Ellie De La Cruz. LA De La Cruz stole the spotlight from O'Neill Cruz. I'm not saying that in like this mean, I'm a Pirates fan way. It just, it just worked out. Like O'Neill Cruz paved the way for all the stuff that De La Cruz is doing. This year was about supposed to be about like the two guys. Like, wow, look at these two phenoms that are just monsters and aliens. And like, what they can do when they're in the same division and, and Cruz is gone and De La Cruz got to take it over and mm-hmm. he's like you said he was number two prospect and fan graphs like oh no Cruz is a talent he absolutely is he could be crushing baseballs right now stealing bases throwing guys out at throwing corbin carroll out at home when no one else can um yeah like it's it's just it's things for baseball like oh no is in here it's like that's the type of talent he is you know, like when Shohei yep. got injured, everyone cried because that's bad for baseball. And I'm, I'm not putting only on that level. Like something I'm trying to say, but like mm-hmm. he's good for baseball, not just the pirates. That's the type of talent he is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it's it's not worth bringing him back. Like, if this is the stage that he's at at this point in time, it is not even worth trying to bring him back. Like, just get him healthy. That's all that matters at this point in time.
1: Yep, I agree. And it sucks because like you really wanted to get at least like a month out of him at the end of the year. But doesn't yep. seem to be the case,
0: sadly. No. And like thinking about it. I no cruz, Leo over Paguero, double play, tandem probably would have been pretty nice. Yeah, it would have been nice to see. Pagero's Athletic as hell, and the way he's been playing second base, that probably would have been fun seeing them two in the middle. Well, and then too,
1: you've got to imagine. Like, I don't know what sort of impact this is going to have on on Cruz's overall athleticism and agility and speed. I mean, it's he broke his foot; he can't run right now. Uh, right. I don't know if four like, months like, later. What if? What if it, a one hundred percent full recovery isn't made? Like that stuff that happens. You know, mm-hmm. What if? What if he's not the same guy that he used to be? Then um, yeah,
0: power fans know that happens.
1: Yeah, then, I think then there's the, a part, there's
0: a level of us that kind of
1: expect that to happen. So, uh, just from an offensive standpoint, he really needs to. He needs to get some swings in.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about with Cruz? I don't think so.
1: Um, you know, you, you did the comparison to like Ellie de la Cruz and yeah, very, very similar players in terms of, uh, just like what they bring to the game, like stack cast darlings. They, they hit the ball ridiculously hard. Um, they do things on the field that no one else does. You know, you see all these people swooning over Ellie de la Cruz. Well, that's what they were doing last year with O'Neill Cruz. So yeah. it, it's sometimes easy to forget that because we've seen so much bad baseball here lately but like Owen Cruz did some pretty crazy things out there on the baseball field that that no one else had ever done before him. Uh and yeah, the fact that we've kind of been robbed of that for the entire season, it it sucks. Like just flat mm-hmm. out sucks. Uh so yeah, they they need him back. We need him back as fans, Pirates need him back uh and not only do they need him back, but like he's He's got to be good, and he's got to be better than he was when he got hurt. Like, he's got to almost – he he basically needs to have developed <laughs> during the course of his injury because, like, the Pirates are going to need – they're, they're going to need
0: him. Remember when we had Ford on, and he said this, you know, always take a positive. This could be really, really good. This could slow the game down for him. Like, he's away from it. He's sitting. He's observing. He's learning the mental side of it. I hope all of that came together. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope right. so. All right. Um, let's go ahead and move on then. So, go to prospects, talk about them, do it a little bit differently. Um, and also, for one, I just want to shout out, you know, we we, we talk about Paul Skeens, I feel like, every week. Uh, we're not going to do that. We're just going to talk about one guy. I'll say this. If you want to hear about Paul Skeens and you haven't, you know, we did have our NS9 game day, so we watched it live. wasn't the greatest outing, so take that for what it is. But, you know, last night, Connor, we had a show. So, if, again, if you haven't watched that, go ahead and do so. Um, he was in Altoona, uh, and that's why we're doing this one a little bit differently because he had a lot of stuff about Paul Skeen to talk about, but also talked about Anthony Salamento. Um, So, Chang. So, it's, it's a good show. Take a look and listen to that. With that, we'll carry on over and talk about a couple prospects today. Um, so who do you want to talk about, Jim? Um,
1: I want to talk about another Altoona
0: Curve, another Altoona Curve pitcher,
1: um, Jackson Wolf. So, you know, we, we haven't really seen a whole lot of him, but since being traded uh, in the, you know, the Choi and Hill trade, he's made four starts. Uh, one of them wasn't so hot, but the other three have been outstanding uh his last two starts he's gone 5 innings scoreless 5 innings scoreless he's only given up 3 hits out of those two starts but um yeah it just just a guy who he's not um he's not like super flashy like the stuff isn't incredible but you know you look at him and he's left-handed and He's got a good good curveball, got a good slider, he throws a changeup. So he's got a decent, he's got a starter's pitch mix. You and, and like so we've seen lefties just kind of overperform their their talent anyways just for the fact that they're left-handed. So he now kind of becomes the um you know him, him along with Salometto. Salometto being prime, kind of the premier lefty in the system. Jackson Wolf is number 2, kind of like right there behind him. Uh so there's the there's there's that. And, and like I said, since coming over small sample size, but like we always mention with small sample sizes, it's better, better to have a good one than it is to have a bad one. And, right. and so far, we're seeing uh, pretty good numbers from from uh, Jackson Wolf. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that they are keeping him in double A because you almost you think you want to push him a little bit. He's already made a spot start in the majors this year for the Padres. Perhaps we see him get like a couple starts in AAA before the end of the year. And, and who knows? Maybe he even, he's on the 40 man. So, like, if Pirates need a start in the majors, like maybe they turn to this guy for, for like a start or two. Uh, but no, so far, so good for, uh, for Jackson Wolf. You, you really hope that you get something out of that, out of that trade. Um, well, yeah. So, and he's, he's it.
0: Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. I'm actually kind of surprised he's in double A as well, just because, like you said, like he's twenty-four years old. He was in the upper minors in the San Diego system. He made the spot start like he's reached the majors. Um, and we understand the situation the pirates have with their pitching, specifically the starters, right? I mean, we talk and discuss like the bullpen games. So he's in double A at twenty four. He's pitching well. It's kind of one of those things where, like he kind of should be, you know. I mean, the double A talent, though, is is good. It's not like it's high A where he's just be dominating. So, like, it is nice that he has 18 innings in there, a 2.5 ERA in the four starts. Um, yeah, I, I just, I guess I would be shocked if he doesn't make starts in the majors. It's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Whether it's one or two or something, I just feel as if like this team's going to need him at some point, you know, they like they need innings. Um, and, yeah. and he's he's as ready as you can imagine. Like, you know, like it's not as if he needs to sit down in the minors from my point of view, I could be wrong to, to work on things or to get better at whatnot. I mean, he's again, he's 24 years old. He's a lefty. He has his limitations, but it's not as if those limitations are going to go away by working on in the minors. Like he just simply can't throw a baseball hard. (laughs) That doesn't, that doesn't change whether you're in double a triple a or the majors. Um, But like control is, is one of the things he has. Uh, Like you say, he is a left-handed. So, um i'm not excited about him in the sense of you know like this is a great trade this is yeah. talent but he definitely adds to this depth um and we've seen from the start like there's a lot of question marks to have a guy who can maybe at least give you innings and again we talk about the number five starter like how important number five starter actually truly is like if he can be that that i that would love it a if lot. the pirates had a single
1: number five starter (laughs) in the rotation right now. Like that's kind of where we're at. Um, But yeah, you're right. Like the stuff, like he doesn't excite you, right? The stuff is is 87 to 89, but it's from the left side, decent command change up curveball. Yeah. So it's, you just hope that he can become like a rich hill type guy right now. Let's say it's hard to become a rich hill type guy. There aren't a lot of them, there's a uh-huh. reason why Rich Hill is is Rich Hill and has the, you know, the mystique and aura around him that he does around the entire sport, uh, but yeah, you you hope that he can turn into somebody who can be useful at the major league level,
0: for sure. Cool, cool. Well, I want to talk about another pitcher, um, quite opposite on the spectrum. He he doesn't throw eighty eight. 89. He hits 100 and he's 17 years old. Um, haven't really talked too much about him. I know when the Pirates signed him, there was a lot of negativity in your typical Pirates fashion. It's like they signed this kid out of Africa. Like, what's going on? A Uganda pitcher, David Matoma, 17 hits triple digits. He's putting on a performance. So, so far this year, and he's in the DSL right now at 17, he only has, granted, it's 16.2 innings, right? But I want to talk about the 16.2 innings, because in those 16.2 innings, as a 17-year-old, he hasn't given up a run yet. I mean, that's kind of impressive, you know? And like again, I understand it's the DSL, but like, he's still 17 years old. What were you doing at 17 years old, Jim? I wasn't striking out players who get paid to play baseball and not allowing a run. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, seventeen years old, you know, junior, junior, senior in high school. So, uh, it, yeah, it's impressive. Uh, again, kind of that small sample size thing, where you know, if you're going to have sixteen and uh, two thirds innings pitched on your professional career, it's nice mm-hmm. to have it like this. Um, this is kind of how like Po Yu Chen, you know, started off his his career. Oh, now he God. did it. He did it in the complex league. Um, Maton was doing it in the uh, the, the Dominican summer leagues. Mm-hmm. but uh yeah uh, i mean just the, the the it's hard to know every like it, it's tough the dsl is tough because like there's no there's not really any footage there's no video like you, you really have like no idea who these guys are facing at any point in time um the, the walks seem high just like looking at the numbers just right from the get go, but he's yeah. 17 years old. Right. So you got to imagine that that's something that you hopefully just get better at. Um, you would think that someone who throws 101 miles an hour could strike out more people than he's doing right now too, but he's also probably not throwing 101 miles an hour in a game. So that, that, that yeah. So I, I'd like to, um, it'll be interesting to see him get to the complex league where you can get a little bit more data on him. Um, because yeah, I mean, so far, definitely an interesting prospect. Uh, like you mentioned, I mean, 17 and, and he's performed extremely well, uh, in his, in his pro career. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's see, let's see, uh, let's see what he does. Right. He's, he's certainly someone to, uh, you know, know that he exists, at least at this point.
0: That's where I'm at. I, I feel like it's so easy to talk about tomorrow every week, right? Like last week, too. Like kind of find someone a little bit more obscure, someone that we're not really talking about. Um, And here's here's a guy. Like he here is a guy who can be interesting. So, again, we're talking. Oh, I say a guy. Jeez, he's a kid. He's literally a boy. Here is a 17 year old boy Mm -hmm. who uh, who has some intrigue. You know, again, he's like he's hitting 100 miles an hour. That's why he was signed. Um, He like not to say it's a negative way. Like there is no IMG Academy, you know, in Uganda. So there's going to be a lot of development, I'm sure. Like it is just a pure talent, and for him to come over right away into the you know the DSL and and you're right. Like you want to see better, but still, like he's just been put and thrown into professional baseball to this degree. And so far, performing. Um, So yeah, like uh, let's let's kind of keep an eye on this kid, see what he what he has, how the Podge can maybe develop him.
1: Yeah. um, He, I mean, apparently he hit one hundred and one in the DSL. So yeah, let's uh, see what we can do. And he's starting to change up at seventeen. So hopefully, he can get a good feel for that pitch. If you throw one hundred and one, talk about that. You throw one hundred and one, and you've got a good change up.
0: You're going to be good. You're done. Yeah. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah, again, there's our small, little short prospect talk today. Um, but if you want to hear more, definitely listen to last night's show. So with that, do we want to move on to this upcoming series against the Kansas City Royals? Uh, let's do it. Is there a possibility that the Pirates could – could run off some wins this week because again we're talking they're playing two missouri teams and neither of them are really really good right now and the royals are one of those teams they're they're not but they excuse me i will say they do have a talent and it's one that you love to talk about that we're talking about strat leagues ever if you ever hear us mention that um bobby witt jr i i wanted to say this and i held off because the series is coming up but you discussed how O'Neill Cruz like the Pirates' O'Neill Cruz to be on that level of MVP type of caliber, right? Cutch type of caliber. There's a shortstop on their team I'll say that's starting to creep up towards that right now. So talk to us about Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh definitely a talented individual, number 2 overall pick in 2019. Uh he Made his debut last year played the entire season with the Royals you know held his own was basically a league average hitter uh, t- had a 2020 season 2030 season even 20 homers 30 stolen bases he's now already eclipsed that he's probably looking at 30 30 this year you know he's he's sitting at 26 homers 38 stolen bases he's got a war hovering right around five now uh, as a 23 year old I think you mentioned last night he's second in the american league in war or at least in hitting war um so the the dude that that said that if so okay (laughs) i don't know who that was then but somebody somebody mentioned that that um okay well bobby wood jr is second in the american league behind julio rodriguez in hitting war um so, kind of incredible that the two of those guys, even like mean, they came up together mm. you know, at the same time. And they're, they're that's, one and yeah, two in point. the American League now. Um, but yeah, the, the guy is truly, truly developed. He's an elite defensive shortstop now. The speed, the power combo, he's kind of everything that you, you kind of hope for when you draft a toolsy young shortstop. I mean, he's, he's developed into just your ideal shortstop like in the, in the majors. Uh, so yeah, it'll be kind of cool to, for Pirates fans to see him cause he's, he's an exciting young player. Like I said, he's got a lot of, a lot of sk- his skill set is, is, uh, is, is built to last and I I'm excited to, to kind of get some eyes on him. I, I pay attention to him, you know, just cause we mentioned the Strat league. I'm a, I'm the Royals owner. So, you know, I'm very heavily invested in Bobby Wood Jr. <laughs> but, uh, now he's he's an exciting player. No, he's the second best second best hitter in the American League right now. You know, yeah. But behind Julio Rodriguez. And, you know, if you want to say Otani's in that conversation too, obviously, because of the power. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. Is everything that you kind of hope O'Neill Cruz could become just like from the right side? For sure. So I,
0: I go back and say, you know, What's he doing recently? You know, since the trade deadline, what's Bobby Witt Jr. up to? Um, And that's part of the story also because, like, last year it was – you saw talent, like, but stats and production wasn't really there. And I felt like this year he didn't start off that hot. It was, oh, okay, he's getting better, but he just has turned it on recently. Um, A lot longer than what I'm going to tell you. But if you want to talk about recent, since the trade deadline, Jim, 23 games, 103 plate appearances. Dude is batting 347, 398, 674. 186 weighted runs created plus. And he has amassed 1.8 war in those 23 games. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking about MVP level type of play right here in Bobby Witt Jr. So, as, as bad and not as skillful as the, the Kansas City Royals are at this time, especially we're talking about rebuilds, they've been rebuilding for quite some time too. Babe Jr is devastating. But hey, you get to see Wood Jr right now. That's a treat. Yeah.
1: Um fortunately for the Pirates, that's about all they got to worry about with this
0: team. Yeah. It's um <laughs>
1: it's it's rough. I mean, they've got some 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 young guys like Michael Garcia at third base is one uh like he's not he kind of reminds you of Brian Hayes like before this this recent stretch of Hayes like not a great hitter, but really good fielder. Um, MJ Melendez, you'll see, like he's got a ton of power, but he plays terrible defense in the outfield, and just offensively hasn't been able to put things together. They've got a lot of like former top prospects. Drew Waters, another guy um, who you'll see kind of patrolling around the outfield, different positions. Same thing. He's he's not really living up to his potential. Kyle Isbel's having like an okay season, but that's mainly because of his defense, but he can't hit either. Like none of these guys are hitting. Uh, so you look at who the pirates have going, you know, on the mound and you like, like, like someone like Luis Ortiz is going to be starting one of these games. Like you hope that the Royals can almost like get Luis Ortiz on track because yeah, like, he's not going to face too many lineups that are, like as bad as this from top to bottom, uh, is it because outside of Bobby wood jr. This team really doesn't have anything to offer, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, pitching wise, uh, we, uh, we could see Zach Grinke. So 39 year old Zach cranky tomorrow who, you know, he's not the Zach Grinke of old. Uh, he's, he's really not having a good season at all. Um, so yeah, you look at this team and you're like hopefully they can do some damage. Uh, I think they're going to be missing Brady Singer who's like the one starting pitcher that you you know, you kind of worry about here. Um Cole Reagans is another guy who you know is having a decent season for them. We face them on Tuesday. Yeah, it's just it's just not it's not a good team. <laughs> and and it's funny because we just came off the Cubs series and you, you know, we talked about this on the post game shows. Like you do a comparison, like a side-by-side comparison of how these rebuilds are going and you get discouraged because the Cubs kind of did it so fast and so well. You look at the Royals and you're like, we're in a better spot than them. Cause oh, yeah, because outside Bobby Wood jr. There really is nothing. And there's nothing in the minors either. Like this team has r- nothing going for them for the foreseeable right. future
0: except that one guy. And to divert a little bit from the series, you know, th- that's why there always is this concern. I don't believe they're gonna like the pirates are falling this path at all. But yeah, like the way the Tigers and Royals have gone with the rebuild after their years of tanking, they need to rebuild again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. That's where they're at. You know, like yeah. like, yeah, sure. This team has Bobby Wood Jr. Great, great, fantastic player, but that's it. Um, And I'm glad you mentioned about Singer. Cause yes, it's funny. Cause Singer was a guy that we discussed the trade deadline. Like it might be nice to see the pirates get crafty and trade for something. Brady Singer was kind of on a radar because this again, is a team that probably needs a rebuild to rebuild the rebuild. So they might be looking to trade a Brady Singer at his peak. Um, So yeah. It's nice that the one player that is really, really good offensively is the only one you have to worry about offensively, and the other one that's good on the pitching side they're not even going to face. Because um, yeah, like Brady Singer, not having the best season overall, but he actually has been playing better and pitching better since you know the All Star break. Also, with that being said, uh, but yeah, yeah Zach Rinke just not good, but that's a guy too. It's like. Yeah, it's funny as I've seen Zach Grinky pitch like in Pnc park years ago and he's still here pitching <laughs> yeah, what a the, great they, dude I, I was like that's a guy too like I wish he would have been hired at some point yeah I, I agree
1: and, and, and yeah, yeah this team's just not good like the bullpen's terrible too like the, just all around this is not a good baseball team um Taylor Hearn though. Taylor Hearn on the Royals. I just I just noticed that. That's yeah. right. How about that? Ex uh, ex Pirates farmhand Taylor, Taylor Hearn, Hearn revenge game coming yeah. out. Yeah, he's um, in the bullpen though, isn't he? Or he's in, in the bullpen. Rotation. He's in the bullpen. Um, yeah, Royals four lefties in their bullpen, uh, but yeah, like none of them are good. So, uh. Yeah, it's it's a series that you look at and you say, well, hopefully they can take at least two out of three and play some better baseball because the baseball that we saw this past weekend was bad. Uh, and like Sunday's game just like broke me down. That game yesterday against the Cubs was just one of the worst overall games that I've watched all season long. And so, like, we, I need it's something. Your fault.
0: I need it's, something. It's to pick you me and up. Kenny's fault. You started hyping up. <laughs> falter in the discord kenny starts off and saying i apologize for all my falter slander and then you back it up more or less saying yeah you know i'm gonna have some reservations they were interested in them last year i'm gonna see this play out and literally literally that at bat he gives up the home run and that's where all the runs come in it didn't start i mean everything fell apart because of you jim So you have nobody to blame but yourself i don't want to hear charrington falter no one else it's you Are you done? No, <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. It was Kenny's fault. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Someone killed Kenny so we can say, "Oh my God, they killed Kenny." Uh, but you're right. This this could certainly be a difference. The Cubs are a a better team. We saw that they have talent, and they're a better team. And why the Royals aren't. So it would be nice to see the Pirates maybe win off. Uh, a few games here. And then, like you said, they have St. Louis coming. They've already played St. Louis. We know how bad they are. They have the potential of actually having a winning week. So that way we can have a fun Starbucks a week from now as well. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, yeah. So there's that. Also, I guess just to talk on our end of it, too, just real quick, like Cabrian Hayes is still tearing it up. So as good as we talked about Bobby Witt, that act actually is Cabrian Hayes at this point in time also. That's what they're going to have to face and their series preview people are talking about right now is how good Cabrian Hayes is. So hopefully he keeps that up. Cabrian Hayes playing really well.
1: Connor Joe playing very yeah. well too. Uh, and, and he was somebody that, you know, after you trade Choi and, um, and Santana, you know, he's kind of moved into this kind of hybrid first base slash corner outfielder role, especially with, with Henry Davis on the I.L., and he has really turned it on uh, in the last few weeks. So, yeah, a nice season that Connor Joe is putting together. Mm-hmm. I think, and, nice. and you saw you saw him start off the season really well, and the, then cool off. I think he was just maybe getting a little bit too much playing time, but right now he's kind of forced back into but being the an everyday time. player. And, yeah. and, and he's he's uh, he's running away with the opportunity.
0: Very much. Yep, so there's that. So uh, are you going to make a prediction? I know we kind of end with, in saying that. I'll say two yeah. out of three. Pirates are going to sweep the Royals. I learned my lesson from the Mets. I say two out of three. <laughs> here comes a sweep. Sweep. All right. Well, then let's get out of here. Uh, we'll be on, of course, tonight for the post game to talk about game one victory. And uh, we'll see you then. So bye-bye